This podcast is made possible by Sage People and U.S. Bank. Hi, this is Dave Kellogg, CEO of Host Analytics, and you're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 429. Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. On this episode, we ask thought leaders, when is the right time to do a transaction? It might be an IPO. It might be an acquisition. We share their thoughts and C-suite logic after these words from our sponsor. Hello, Jack here. I have a message for you from the folks at Sage People. Decisions about your people should be driven by data. But is your HR department still using spreadsheets to keep track of your people? It's time to move to cloud. Understand what makes your employees tick. Know your best performers or determine absence trends all with a cloud HR and people system. Sage People empowers organizations to respond quickly and easily to changing priorities in today's shifting world of work. It means you can make sure your workforce is able to adapt while staying connected and engaged wherever they are. Discover how to get instant insights at your fingertips. Visit us today at sageintech.com forward slash sage dash people. Hello, everyone. It's Jack. We will be featuring a number of CFOs on this episode. However, full disclosure, this first clip is not of a CFO. I recently interviewed Brian Rowe, CEO of Perceivant, which is an analytics startup specializing in active learning experiences for higher education. Now, this is Brian's second startup before he was co-founder of iGo Digital, a company that caught the eye of Exact Target, which is today Salesforce. But back in 2012, Exact Target acquired iGo Digital as part of a deal where Exact Target paid $21 million, uh, and that's $14.7 million in cash and $6.3 million in Exact Target common stock. That was the deal 
frankly, I wanted to know more about. And I thought Brian shared some pretty, pretty interesting answers uh, that this audience would find of interest. So we'll kick off this episode with Brian Lowe responding to my question, how did you decide it was time to sell? Here's what Brian shared.
Few finance leaders in recent memory have illustrated for us a more complex set of transactions than Rob Gagnon, CFO of Harvard Bioscience. We spoke to Rob earlier uh, this year about some of the transformation that's underway at Harvard Bioscience uh, in the wake of some pretty hefty deal-making.
And we had to make that investment. We had to stabilize the foundation of the business so that we could go and acquire great businesses like data science is the transaction that we completed in January. And so it, it, it's really been the focus of the management team of the company for the last 30 years. Uh, but I'm glad you asked because, because it was really the acquisition, the best secure of the financing that transformed the business. But it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen over the course of two or three months. Well, we have another finance leader sharing some perspective on M&A activity for you. But first, I want to share what we're going to be calling a Thought Leader Minute, which is where I'm attending live conferences and events and get to approach different types of thought leaders and pose questions that I think you might find of interest. Uh, This was a human capital event where I approached a number of different thought leaders. I only give them roughly 60 seconds to answer my question, but I think you might find it useful as talent becomes top of mind for finance. Hello, we're speaking to Dr. Steve Hunt of SAP Success Factors. Steve, how will we see AI influence the world of HR? You know, that's an interesting question. One, it already has. I think a lot of people don't realize that there have been applications of AI in HR for over 10 years. I built neural network predictive modeling algorithms for staffing and selection in 2005, 2006. But how it's influencing it, there's really kind of three ways of using AI. Because it, 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 the first one is to do what people think it is mainly. Oh, it's going to do sophisticated predictive pr- algorithms to tell us about the future and all this. There are very few applications of HR where that actually works because you need masses of data and very clear criteria you're trying to predict, you know, like turnover or retention. And then I say, we've been doing that in this field for a long time. We're just doing it more. And it's mainly around selection. The, and, and to some degree, turnover prediction. The other two areas... The, one, the second one where it's really taking off, and it's funny because I would almost call this artificial stupidity, is it's using AI to do tasks we could do but don't want to, like really simple chatbacks, like figure out how to complete my expense report, you know, and what if I want to take vacation and need to transfer with somebody else, there's all these different policies, and I kind of joke that what we've learned is our HR policies are so complicated it takes advanced mathematics to figure out how to do them. <laughs> but there, these are the chatbots and the things you hear about that, which is, you know, Basically, AI being like a really simple assistant for us. And that's taking off because it's just a user user interface enhancement. The third area where I think we're going to see stuff is using AI actually not to predict things or enable to help us understand things that are going on. And when I use AI, I'm really talking about complex iterative mathematical algorithms. I'm a mathematician, but basically pattern recognition through massive analysis of data. So it's, you know, it's not actually artificial intelligence. It's just math people. It's just really complicated math. So that's where I kind of see it going. Steve Hunt, thank you for joining us. Thank you.
We've got another finance leader for you, so please don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this short message. The business landscape is changing quickly. As the pressure to manage expenses efficiently and strategically increases, you need solutions that not only help drive down costs and improve efficiencies, but meet the changing needs of your business. At U.S. Bank, we can help. We'll work with you to uncover your specific payment challenges and bring you proactive and innovative solutions and strategies that help you meet the financial goals of your organization. Our commitment to doing the right thing for our customers has earned us the designation of one of the world's most ethical companies from the Ethisphere Institute for six years in a row. To learn more, visit us at usbpayment.com. Well, our third M&A-minded business leader is Nick Luff, CFO of Relics, who uh, some of you might recall we featured just last summer. And Nick was, in fact, involved in not one but two uh, takeover transactions during the course of his career. And yet uh, he strongly recommends to future uh, finance leaders to actively seek out M&A experience wherever you can find it today. Uh, here's Nick. And it is extraordinary the amount of learning you do get during a takeover, um, particularly competitive takeover situation, because you're under huge scrutiny from all parties. The, the press are very interested in what's going on. The board are questioning everything you do. Shelves are questioning everything you do. There's lots of attention. people out there, of course, in a competitive situation trying to pick holes in what you're, what you're doing. Um, and so everything is scrutinized. You're under great regulatory uh, conditions that you would normally be as an ordinary trading company. Um, so I think that, that uh, is, uh, again, a uh, really great learning experience. And, and I, I think I learned as much in a couple of years of going through those as, as you might do um, in just 10 years of routine operation of a company. I would absolutely advise anyone to, to get your hands dirty and get out and into into a, into a corporate environment um, and, uh, and and really work on transactions that you have to own rather than be an advisor where you you, you do the deal and then walk away. Um, I, I think uh, much better to do it as the uh, as the corporate on that side of it. Um, I think you, you still need to make sure you join a company that's got the um, strategic ambition and the, and the resources to, to do things um, on that front. Um, and I certainly had really understood uh, what was going on in the sort of wider market sense back in, in when I when I left the Canada recession. Um, it was uh, just as the recession was heading in the early 90s and uh, the level of m and activity dropped off a lot. So I sort of uh, I haven't quite understood that and thought about that enough.
you know, the, the, the management team, how they're remunerated, what's incentivizing them, what's the strategic position of the business, how's the business finance, and it, does it, is, it well, is it a well-controlled business, what's the, what's the risk in the customer space and so on. And I think that, that um, you never know a business better than when you either bought it or, or just sold it. And I think that that ability to therefore look at a business in, a, in an overall sense and from all angles and all aspects, um, I think that's what experience of MA gives you. Um, and I you know, try and bring that to bear in an ongoing operational um, business as much as anything else, um, because you can, everything that comes up, you, you've seen what, when that, when that sort of put up in the scrutiny of MA transactions. Um, you know, does it still hold up? Uh, and it gives you that sort of, uh, gives you that edge, if you like, of uh, really making sure things work really well and stand up the scrutiny that you get to a transaction. leader listeners, whether you've already ascended into the ranks of finance leaders or have only just begun the journey, your professional narrative needs a reboot. Join our email list at cfothoughtleader.com and receive my latest email series, Finance and the Power of Narrative. It's time to mobilize the past to achieve your goals. Thank you for listening.